Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Speak for a few moments on love drives out fear. Last Sunday night we talked about anxiety and how God doesn't want us to live in anxiety. Two weeks before that we talked about overcoming anger. And the Lord stirred my heart a few weeks ago to preach on some of the negative emotions and things that try to rob our souls. So we've dealt with anger. If you weren't here, jump on our website and look at the podcast. Last week we talked about overcoming anxiety. And I believe God wants us to cast our cares upon Him. Tonight I want to talk about overcoming fear. Because fear robs way too many of us way too often. Most of the things we fear never ever come. And yet we waste all this energy on fears that are not real, but they're made to look real. 1 John 4.15 says, If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Sometimes people say, well, God's not fair and he's, he's an... He's a terrible judge. No, God is love. That's what it says here. L-O-V-E. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Wow. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Verse 18, there is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear. That's a very strong word. Not sort of says, oh, I don't really want you around. Drives it out. It's like last week we talked about cast your burdens on the Lord. That's a very strong action word. This is a strong action word. Drives out fear. Your love, as it fills our heart, as we feel it, as we walk in it, it drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. When you're afraid... Your heart and your soul's punished. The enemy tries to steal from us. And fear is a terrible robber. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Whoa, that's pretty strong. So when I let fear rule my heart, I know I'm not living in the full awareness of his love for my life. Because when I live in full awareness of his love, there's no space for fear. It's like my heart and mind's filled up with love. Fear can't control. It can try and knock on the door. It can try and lie to us and deceive us. But it can't live there because I'm so aware of God's love that there's no place for it to reside. It can come, but it can't get in. It's like you got your crim safe doors on. It just can't get in. Just can't get in when your hearts are full of love. But fear will rob your heart of love. It will bring torment. And it goes on and says, The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's pretty direct too, isn't it? I thought John was the apostle of love and here he is just hitting us between the eyes with truth. Wow. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. 
Lord, just let your word get into our hearts. Help us to know your love is amazing. And Lord, we just don't have time to waste in this life hating or dishonoring or rejecting other people. Lord, help us. Let's go on to 1 John. In verse 18 and 19 in the message it says, There is no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment, is not one yet fully formed in love. We, though, are going to love, love and be loved. First we were loved, now we love. He loved us first. Wow, that's pretty clear, eh? Fear can trip. Fear can use torment and cripple people in their minds and hearts. You just think of a moment when you just were overcome with fear. You, you just get crippled. You can't go forward. You've got no hope. You can't think about other people. You're just so consumed in your own soul with fear trying to steal from you. And sometimes we're pretty good at putting on good fronts, aren't we? We can look great on the inside, outside, but inside we're terrified and our legs are paddling like a duck on a, on a pond. <laughs> just frantically trying to stay afloat. But God doesn't want us to be desperate with that. He wants us to be free. We all have fears come, but they don't have to take up resonance. When fear comes knocking at your door, you need to open. You don't have to open the door. You just yell out, wrong address. I'm a new creation in Jesus. You're not coming in here. But too many of us open the window or the door to check out who's knocking. And then we let fear get into our hearts because of the pain by rejection, by stuff that's happened in our, all of our hearts, whether we're going to be accepted and whether God's going to keep loving us because we know we're not yet together or whole. The good news is Jesus first loved us and that's why we have his love and love drives out fear. I used to pray when I was younger, whenever I was afraid, I used to pray for more courage. Until I read these verses, now I don't pray for courage directly. I pray for love because I know if I'm fully aware of his love, then fear has no place. It can't control my thinking anymore because you just feel, it's like when you're worshipping here. Hey, you can take on the world in an atmosphere. This, hey, well, we're going to have an awesome week. And then you get out in a couple of days' time and fear comes knocking on the door and some people reject your attitude and your ways and you've got to then stand firm in his love. Or someone that you care about walks past as if you don't exist. That can really just wound your heart. But it says, perfect love drives out fear. Psalm 34 verse 4 and 5 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from some of my fears. It says, all my fears. I love the, the word. It tells it straight. Sometimes we think, oh, well, I used to be afraid of the dark when I was a kid. Now I'm not afraid of the dark anymore. So he's delivered me from some of my fears. And there's all sorts of crazy fears that we have. I, I read an article one time. There's over 300 and something uh, phobias. And you look at the dictionary and there's, there's all sorts of phobias. And phobia is another word for fears. So some people are f afraid of heights. Some people are afraid of flying. Some people are afraid of the dark. Some people are afraid of spiders, mice, cockroaches, all sorts of animals. 
Some are afraid of accidents. Do you know what the greatest fear is? Public speaking. It's one of the greatest fears. They've done surveys and up to 90% of people are so afraid of having to speak publicly, especially for the first time or the first few times, especially if you're not prepared and you're put on the spot. The fear of failure is another one that attacks so many of us. God, I'd really want to obey you. I'm going to step out and have a go and get on board with team and serve on a frontline team. We need some more people to help our frontline team Sunday nights. We've got awesome teams, but if you're interested, please come and see one of the pastors or go and see Joe down the back there and let them know if you're interested in helping out. You come regularly Sunday nights, go and have a chat to them and you just need to get a blue card and a volunteer agreement form because there's some of you come regularly Sunday nights. You're not involved in any other areas of church. Some of you say, well, I'd love to do that, but I'm scared I don't know what to say when someone new comes to the door. Let's overcome our fears and let's just have a go. We'll train you. We'll equip you. There's all sorts of fears. What about the fear of rejection? That is a nasty one because it's so subtle. We're afraid that we're going to get rejected. And how many amazing young men would just love to ask that young lady out, but they're scared of being rejected, so they just put it off. They just put it off. Anyone ever seen the movie The Dish? Some of you seen the movie The Dish? And the guy loved the girl and he just kept putting off for weeks, inviting her out for a date. And eventually he did and he thought all his Christmases had come at once because she said yes. Sometimes you just got to face your fears. And there's so many fears. God nudges us to go and pray for someone. And think, oh mate, they might think I'm crazy. So we don't do it. They miss out on the blessing and you miss out on the blessing. There's a fear of lack. Some will think, well, if I give to God, I'm not going to have enough to pay me bills. Or my work hours have been cut back and I'm afraid I don't know how we're going to have enough food to pay the rent and money to pay for food and rent. There are so many fears that can have fear of technology. Mate, I've been in that camp sometimes. Fear of change. A lot of people aren't really afraid of change. They're just afraid of the process of change because if it's explained well enough and they're supported well enough most people can make most changes that are needed so there's there's fear of so many things fear of fire there's one I wrestled with I remember when I was a kid we lived on a farm four kilometers from a town and one night I remember looking out the window and I saw this big glow on the horizon I thought that's not normal where you could just normally see the glow of the town lights over the hill Next day, we get to school, we find out that three shops had burnt down in the middle of town. It was only a small town, and it left a huge um, hole in the middle of town. And I was only about seven or eight, and I remember for a few nights, I was scared to go to sleep in case our house caught on fire. It was just a kid's fear of fire, because I remember we walked down the street and saw all the building all melted, all uh, burnt out, and I thought, wow, that's horrible what fire can do. I remember for nights I was really afraid until my mum and dad realised what was happening. They prayed over me and then I was fine after that. But for a few nights this fear of fire burning our house down gripped me. I've never had that fear again since. Some people have had an accident and they find it difficult to get in a car or they have to drive and find it difficult to trust someone else driving. There's so many fears that can grip our hearts and the enemy will just harass harass us by them how do we overcome fears number one acknowledge them don't deny them we all face fears because we're human but don't let them control you 
many different fears. Some are very reasonable that if I walk out in front of a, a pile of traffic, I've got a very natural fear I'm probably going to get hit. Now, some fears, if I put my hand on the stove and it's turned on, I'm going to burn my hand. There are natural fears that help protect you. And that's good to have them. But most fears go beyond natural things and into irrational. And they can affect our minds and emotions. And we've got that whole list. 2 Corinthians 7, 5 says, this is when Apostle Paul says, For when we came into Macedonia, we had no rest. But we were harassed at every turn, conflicts on the outside and fears within. Here's the amazing Apostle Paul who wrote half the New Testament. He had to wrestle with fears because wherever he went, persecution rose. The Jews came that, that were stirred up to try and discredit the uh, testimony about Jesus. And there were riots. He got stoned and beaten up and uh, shipwrecked three times. The angels were working overtime. He had a, he had a squad of about 3,000 angels working to, to keep Paul going because he was breaking open whole countries for the kingdom of God. And he said, sometimes I'm just not sure if they're really getting the message. And I've planted a church, and when I go back in a couple of years, I just pray that it's still going. And so he had, he had natural fears within, but he didn't let them stop him going out and planting another church. See, it's okay to have fears, but don't let them rule you, and don't let them stop you doing what God's called you to do. That's the difference. So acknowledge them, don't deny them. Number two, if you want to overcome fears, you need to face them with God's word. Get the weapon of God's word and power in your heart and your life. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I'll hold you with my righteous right hand. So God says, don't let fear rule you. Don't let it overcome you. And we all wrestle with fears. Some students really wrestle with fears and they're going to fail their exams. Mate, I, I enjoyed most of school, but there was one subject I hated. I was pushed into doing it because they wanted me to go to university and then you had to do a foreign language. So I learned German of all languages. And I wasn't very good at German. I was good at maths and science and passed all those. But German, I was horrible at it. I just didn't get languages. And I could learn all the words... The, German words, and enough to pass the exam, but I couldn't speak any German. After five years, I could hardly string a sentence of German together because it just, my heart wouldn't. And, and Mary Lynn still tells the story. A few years after we got married, every now and then I'd wake up in a nightmare yelling out, I haven't done my German homework. <laughs> and she'd be saying, Ross, you're a married man and you've left school years ago. <laughs> it was so deep in here. Years later, I was still terrified. I hadn't done my German homework. <laughs> I thought, aren't we crazy people? And all those years later, it was still harassing me. <laughs> I thought, oh boy, we're so funny, aren't we? But some people, some people are controlled and tormented by fears so often. And God doesn't want us to be bound by that. He wants us to have freedom in our hearts. Isaiah 41:13 says, "For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you." The passion version says, "He comes beside you and whispers in your ear, don't be afraid." How beautiful is that? Comes and whispers in your ear, don't be afraid. And sometimes when we're trying to break addictions or anger patterns in our life or 
just long-term patterns, the enemy says, oh, you won't make it. But you can in Jesus Christ. Number three, if you want to overcome fears, you need don't let them rob you from your identity in Christ's love. Because fears can be something about your safety or relationships or money, but some fears can rob your whole identity and it says the fear of judgment comes, you think, well, I'm not good enough, so God's not going to accept me. You know, some people stay away from church because they're afraid they haven't um, been overcomers that week and they think, God, you're not going to accept me, so they just stay away from church. I know they do. I've talked to them. I said, I haven't seen you for a while. And they say, oh, yeah, just been busy, but you know they're not telling you the whole truth. You know we're pretty good at putting on masks. No, that doesn't really cut it. So I just, if I've got a good enough raise, I say, are you okay? Oh, not really. I said, what's happening? I said, oh, look, I've really blown it and I'm afraid God's not going to forgive me. Now they're getting honest. A fear of God not forgiving you. Wow. That's, that's powerful. And the word of God says his grace is sufficient. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So don't stay away from church. Don't hide from your Christian friends when you're going through a tough time. That's when you need them more than ever. Don't let fear of God pushing you away stop you from coming close to him because it's a lie from the pit of hell. Fear always distorts reality. It makes things seem worse than they are or you start thinking the worst instead of the best. Wow. Someone said the acrostic of fear is false evidence appearing real. F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. Because it, it, seems, it seems so real. But it's not. It's fear and it doesn't have substance. And God wants us to live in the power of his love so that it doesn't rule us. Psalm 23 is a powerful psalm. In the Passion Version, it says, The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Wow, so fear doesn't conquer you because God's love has already conquered your heart. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. There it is again. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. That's what it says in 1 John 4. God's perfect love drives out fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? So many people are afraid of the future. So many. I don't know what the future's going to hold. I don't know if we're going to have another job. I don't know if we're going to have enough money. I'm not sure how my family's going to turn out. I'm not sure whether my dreams are going to be fulfilled. I'm not sure whether I'm going to get married and, and do all my dreams with someone in the partner of life. And we have all these fears. 
For your goodness and love pursues me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. One of the other versions in verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, love believes the best about people, not the worst. It's so easy to believe the worst. We see someone just doing something a bit narky and we think, oh, they're terrible. They're out to reject me. They walked past me and didn't say hello. Well, they might have been on a mission to, to, to do something else and they didn't deliberately walk past you. I've had occasional people say, oh, that church is not very friendly. And I find out, well, what, what do you mean? Well, I said, well, I walked past you, Pastor, and you didn't say hello. And I'm thinking, well, I'm probably looking out for another 200 people, and it wasn't a deliberate rejection. But we can read into stuff so easily if we make room for fear. We so can. We all do it sometimes. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 says, Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Whoa. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selflessly, selfishly seek its own honour. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offence. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it, is never, be- it never stops believing the best for others. Love Never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. So if you want to overcome fear, you need to acknowledge it. Don't deny it. Face it with God's word. And then we need to, um, love believes the best about people, not the worst. And then fourthly, don't let fear attack your confidence and freedom. See, what will happen? The devil can't destroy you, but he'll try and attack your confidence. Because if you can stop your confidence, then you're not going to step out boldly and keep living passionately for Jesus and sharing his truth with others. So the devil will attack your confidence through discouragement and disappointment and fear. Do not fear, for I am with you. Psalm 27 verses 1 says, The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. So even when you're in a battle, when you're being discouraged, disappointed, you feel like everyone's against you, you've got to tell your heart, do not fear. Sometimes you've got to speak to yourself, the self-talk. Hey, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed, but I will not fear today. We've got to change our confession over our hearts. Lord, I know I'm going to break through, but there's disappointment comes. I will not let fear rule me. And sometimes we've got to speak to ourselves and challenge ourselves when fear comes. No, I'm not going to live that way. Fear, you will not rule over me. And sometimes we've just got to speak to our hearts and by the word of the Lord and change the way we see ourselves. It goes on and says, though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. You don't lose your confidence. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. Fear of people is another huge fear that robs us. Do you know what Proverbs says about fear of people? Proverbs 29, 25 says, The fear of man brings a snare, 
But whoever leans on, trusts in and puts his confidence in the Lord is safe and set on high. It's not to fear people and let them control our agenda. Some of us are manipulated and controlled by strong-willed people or someone who reminds you of someone in your past and whenever they come around or whenever they ring, it's like, I'm not going to give in to that fear and we end up giving in. God, help us to change the way we let those pressures come. Joshua 1.9 is a great promise. Joshua's just been called to take the people in the promised land. They wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. Joshua and Carter watched all their mates die. They've been to tens of thousands of funerals. And now it's their turn. Joshua and Caleb, the only two left. And God says, it's time to go into the land. And this is the words that he said. Have not I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Well, this is pretty strong. This is a commandment. Do not be afraid. In other words, don't let it control you. Do not be discouraged. Don't let discouragement rob you. The Amplified says, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed, intimidated, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow. Lord, help us to live above our fears. Fifthly, don't face your fears on your own. This is good news. You don't have to stand there and fight yourself. That's why we've got friends, we've got family, we've got prayer partners, we've got spouses, we've got brothers and sisters in the Lord. Pray with and belong in the family of God. Encourage one another. Ephesians 4.15 says, But instead, we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into Him, the anointed head of His body, the church. For His body has been formed in His image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love that's why we get together in church that's what we hang out in our youth groups and our life groups and we we encourage one another on facebook and put good stuff on there not rubbish if you're going to use facebook and social media let's use it as an avenue to encourage and build one another up and strengthen one another for his kingdom and his glory and lastly if you want to overcome fear just be filled up with god's love for god's love perfect love drives out fear how do we do that? John 3, 16 says, For this is how much God loved the world. He gave His one and only unique Son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in Him will never perish but have everlasting life. God did not send His Son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its Savior and rescue it. So there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in Him, but the unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they don't, do not believe in the name of God's beloved Son. If you're here tonight and you haven't opened your heart to Jesus and chosen to follow Him, don't live under condemnation. Enter into the gateway of salvation. A couple more verses and we'll wrap it up tonight as the uh, worship team come. Romans 8.37 Yet even in the midst of all these things we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors and has demonstrated His love gift in our glorious victory over everything. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that His love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken His love. There is no power above us or beneath us 
No power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which he lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Wow, nothing can separate you from God's love. The only thing that can is you yourself. We can let fear get in between us and our awareness of God's love. And that's why the Bible says, don't let fear rule you. Don't let it take you over. Some of you say, well, I've just always been a warrior and a fearful person. Well, you're a new creation in Jesus now, and God wants you to change the way you live and think. He wants to help you think in peace and in freedom. Wow. Psalm 112, 6 says, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Wow. No fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. Think, mate, I'd love to live like that. Hey, we're on a journey of wholeness and God doesn't want fear to rule your heart because it robs us of freedom and victory. We all face fears, but don't let them land and take up residence in your heart. Whenever the fear comes knocking, say, wrong address. I'm a new creation. I'm filled with God's love. There's no room for fear anymore. You might think that's a little bit simplistic, but sometimes we've got to have some tools that help us to face those things. And the last verse, which is a really powerful verse, 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God will never give you the spirit of fear. Do you hear that? God will never give you the spirit of fear. He will never give you the spirit of fear. But the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love and self-control. So God gives us the Holy Spirit of love and power and self-control and He does not give you fear. If fear comes, it's from our own hearts and souls or it's from the enemy of our souls. Maybe from other people trying to intimidate you and put fear on you, but you don't have to let it rule you. We've all had fearful things happen in our lives. Some of us can remember, even as I'm talking about fear, you can remember a fearful thing and it still has a mark on your soul. It can leave a mark or a scar, but it doesn't have to be a wound that still controls you. That's a different thing. God heals the pain of the wounds and sometimes he leaves a scar to remind you of how much he set you free from. That's why I love Jesus. He, when he got his resurrected body, he still had the nail prints in his hands and the wound in his side. He's got a perfect resurrected body. He could have easily not let the scars be there. But he chose to let the scars be there to remind all of us that Jesus is alive and he can heal your wounded heart and your soul and your mind, but he'll sometimes leave a reminder scar to show you remember how far you've come in Jesus. How awesome is that? That is so beautiful. Let's stand in his presence. I just want to read this last verse in the Amplified. It says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, which is of cowardice, craven, and cringing and fawning fear. Wow, that gives you a picture. Hey, someone just bowed over with fear. Someone too scared to get out of the bed because they can't face the day or the future. But he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Leave that one up there for a minute. I need to read them in. What has he given us? A spirit of power, love, 
calm and well-disciplined, balanced mind and discipline and self-control. What a list. Wow. I want to read that again and let it get in your heart because some of us need to grab that and say, that's the spirit I want, not a spirit of fear. He has given me a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. That's what the Holy Spirit gives us. So when you get filled with the Holy Spirit and you speak in tongues, when you pray and worship in the atmosphere of God's power, that's what's coming into your soul. Fear's driven out. Fear has no place because His love comes and you get a disciplined, free mind and heart. And those things that have tried to attack you and harass you have no more power. Some of you have been tormented by fear. That's the only word I can get. You've been tormented by fears that God won't forgive you. Or you've been through a painful, broken relationship that I don't know if anyone's ever going to accept me. You think in your mind that you're damaged goods or second class. Or people have bullied you and have brought so much fear into your soul. I don't know if I'll ever be free of that bullying and the intimidation that I felt. There's some here and you've been actually victims of crime or you've been involved in violence that has scarred your mind and your heart. So God, I don't know if I can ever be free of that. I want to say tonight, the Spirit of the God is so powerful that He can break the power of that over your soul. There's people, you've been in car accidents and now you're on edge the whole time. Every time you get in a car, you are just on edge. You can't relax and enjoy the scenery or the conversation. You're just really, really nervous. Hey God, that's not freedom. And we just read before where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God wants us to release that. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.